Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of a Badass Study Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Dollinger, and uh, it is day nine of social distancing slash just unemployment. (laughs) Um, Just after four o'clock right now, and I've had nothing of nutritional value, and I've only had coffee to drink, so my day is going great. Um, anyways, today we're going to be talking about two measures that are based on temporal locus. Uh, we've got task list item A4, which is latency, and we've got task list item A5, which is inter-response time, which is also called IRT, which is what I'm going to be calling it all episode. So, um, I realized that we never really talked about the measurable dimensions of behavior analysis, So I wanted to quickly talk about those, and you can find more information in your Cooper book. But basically, um, there's repeatability, which is concerned with instances of behavior. Um, So that is basically frequency. Um, You've also got temporal extent, which is concerned with every instance of behavior during time. So duration. And then you've got temporal locus, which is about when a behavior occurs in respect to other events. So latency and IRT are within the um, within the temporal locus dimension, the measurable dimension. So first we're going to talk about latency, and the task list says measure latency. So let's first talk about what latency is, and then we'll talk about how you can measure it. So Cooper defines latency as a measure of the elapsed time between the onset of a stimulus and a subsequent response. Simply put, it is the time between a stimulus and a behavior. So you'll start your timer as soon as the stimulus is presented, and you'll end it as soon as the behavior is initiated. Latency is really good to collect when you're trying to set a differential reinforcement schedule. Uh, Because you want to determine the average latency to problem behavior so that you can intervene before problem behavior occurs. So for a simple example, um, and I'm still on the dog examples, (laughs) um, I've currently got one dog that is trying to get in my lap while I'm doing this. So this is fun. I'm sorry if you hear them in the background again. Um, But for, for a simple latency example, after my dog saw the squirrel, Latency, latency to barking was one second. So AKA, he saw the squirrel and one second later he started barking. Um, so a more practical example, if you're wanting to gather information, information on latency to problem behavior, um, let's say the antecedent to problem behavior has been work demands. So you presented the work demand, you started your timer, and then after three seconds, your client hits you. So after the occurrence of target behavior, you stop the timer. And in this particular example, latency to problem behavior was three seconds. So I kind of just hit on how you measure latency. You literally start your timer as soon as the stimulus is presented, and then you end the timer as soon as the behavior is emitted. So as a quick review, latency is the time between a stimulus and a behavior. Okay, so task list item A5 is measure inter-response time, 
which again is also called IRT. Cooper defines IRT as a measurement of the amount of time that elapses between two consecutive instances of a behavior. Simply put, IRT is the time in between two target behaviors. So to measure IRT, you start your timer at the end of the target behavior, and then you stop your timer at the next occurrence of the target behavior. You record your time, reset the timer. So for example, if the target behavior is self-injury in the form of fighting, the timer would start at the end of the first occurrence of biting, so maybe as soon as the individual removes their teeth from their arm, and then your timer would end as soon as the next occurrence of biting began, or maybe as soon as the individual places their teeth on their arm. So it's literally just the time in between two behaviors. Why do you want to know that? <laughs> um, so you should use IRT when the time in between behaviors is important. Cooper gives an example of like an important time to use IRT. You should use IRT when you are doing a differential reinforcement of low rate behaviors or a differential reinforcement of high rate behaviors as your intervention for something. Uh, because it's good to use when it's good to use IRT when time and behaviors, time in between behaviors is important. Um, and DRL and DRH you're wanting to increase or decrease the rate of behavior. So IRT is important in those examples. Uh, using IRT provides a basic measure of how to implement and evaluate those types of interventions. And just as a note, the shorter the IRT, then the higher rates of responding. And the longer IRT, the lower rates of responding, which makes sense. It's got an inverse relationship. So for another simple dog example, <laughs> um, all right, so my dog keeps barking. He will stop and then he'll start again when he sees something else. His mean IRT has been about five seconds. I want to increase his IRT to hours instead of seconds. Again, um, being housebound with three dogs is driving me crazy. Please send help. Um, Okay, another example. I just started running and I really want to reduce my IRT with running. Right now I'm going about five days in between running. So my IRT from my first run to my second run was five days. I would really love to run every day and get my average IRT down to one day. So as a quick review, IRT is the time in between two consecutive behaviors. All right, time to wrap it up and give you what you need to know for the exam. In a nutshell, latency is the time between a stimulus and a behavior. IRT is the time in between two consecutive behaviors. Both are a part of the measurable dimension of temporal locus. So remember, latency, time between stimulus and behavior, IRT, Time in between two consecutive behaviors, both are temporal locus. If you want more information on either topic, you can refer to the show notes for citations and page numbers to reference in the Cooper book, because I know that you all are just dying to go read the Cooper book on these two topics. Next episode, I'm going to cover task list items A6, which is measure percent of occurrence, A7, measure trials to criterion, and A8, assess and interpret 
IOA, if I can fit IOA into it. And again, I am covering the fourth edition task list. Please email me if I got something wrong and I will correct it in the next episode at uh, abastudypodcast at gmail.com. You can email me with questions, corrections, feedback, and please, oh, I made an Instagram for this podcast. It's at abastudypodcast. It's pretty simple. So give me a follow on Instagram and please write and review if you want to. Um, I, we have three uh, ratings right now, so I was so excited to see that. One of them was totally mine, but two of them were not, and I did not tell anybody, like any friends, straight. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, so help the podcast grow, share with your friends, and before you do that, go get studying. <laughs>